Warning, the following podcast show that you're about to listen to will include explicit language and content in which you, the members of the audience, may find offensive. Audience discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Wang Podcast Experience. Yeah, boy. Where anything and everything is a subject matter on the show and no subject matter is ever taboo. Damn, that's what's up, my G. And now, your host with the most, Mr. Kim Wang. Bro, am I getting paid for this? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How the heck are you? And Happy New Year. This is your boy, Kim Huang, the Asian sensation, rocking out another episode of the Kim Huang Podcast Experience, coming at you live all the way from the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area over in the Asian Sensation Studios. And we are here. We're live. We're recording. Um, you know, you can call it a brand new episode like of the of the 2024 year um that's fine um you know i i i'll i'll go along with that that's cool but uh, either way you know we're here we're in the booth um i got the microphone hooked up ready to go um i actually got my notes um hector was actually here a little bit earlier and he dropped me um a little bit of some information that i needed to know he gave me a good setup and we're here you know, we're actually here and, you know, first off, I want to say that for everyone that is actually here with us still in the 2024 year, uh, bless you all because, you know, we did it. We made it. Um, obviously, that means that we still have a lot to do and we still have a lot in our lives to, to go with and we just, we're just not done. You know, the mission is not complete and rightfully so, you know, we're here, we're doing it and I am just excited for this one. Um, I didn't think that this situation would be brought back, but for the fact that we wanted to actually do something cool, uh, we actually brought back uh, one thing that I've always done, which is, you know, me versus 21 questions. Now, I've done this previously, I think, uh, two times before. And it was good. You know, I thought it was a really cool time and I thought it was a real cool moment and so forth. So I had to bring it back. I had to bring this back and, you know, answer 21 questions. Now, these are 21 questions that I picked up collectively speaking. Some of it new, some of it, you know, it's just wasn't really used. So it was kind of like, I wouldn't say it was in the recycling bin, but it was definitely in the stockpile. So, you know, we got a lot of questions uh you know and collected you know some good ones and i'm going to address them today and i hope that uh you know everybody will have a good time i hope that everybody will go ahead and just enjoy what i do uh because you know at the end of the day i do it for you guys like i've always said i've always done it for you guys yes i do it for me too and it's something that i'm very proud of because it is a um a you know a medium of mine it is a creative medium being a podcaster and i love it but you know at the end of the day you know you guys are the ones that make it happen you know and i'm really happy and i'm really proud to do this because as an actor going into podcasting i feel like it's a real smooth transition of just doing one creative uh, world to another, you know, going from one creative art to another. And this is what it's all about for me is just expressing myself 
uh, you know, doing what I love to do, um, going through the motions of, you know, art and creativity. And that's why I'm here. You know, some people are really good in other type of things like, you know, painting and sculpting and, and making ceramics and industrial art and just doing things where they're, um, you know, uh, drawing stuff and so forth. And, you know, bless them for that because they have great ability and talent more than I will ever have in that world. So I just kind of thought maybe if I do something a little bit more different in the art world, uh, something that doesn't require much like that, um, then I'm good. Like I'm in the races. And right now we are definitely in the races. Matter of fact, I am here right now. And I once again got the microphone and I'm ready to go. Uh, 21 questions and I'm ready for it. Um, a little nervous. I am not, you know, confident at all, but it's all good. Real quick, um, in uh, the future, for those that do want to drop questions, um, there are three methods of doing that. Uh, number one, you can actually go over to our um, podcast webpage on Spotify. Just go over to the Kim Huang Podcast Experience on Spotify, click on any episode, and then you can actually go ahead and drop a question. And whether if you want to mark it um, you know, public or private, that's totally up to you. Normally, I do get it in a private mode. So I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not really, uh, you know, I don't take offense if people don't want to put it out in the public because maybe that's something that it's a question that shouldn't be, you know, visually on there. You know, maybe it's just something for me to address and to me to address only and to, to look at it. So there you go. Um, the second thing is that you can actually drop a tweet um, on our Twitter, now known as X, um, and you can go ahead and tweet me or X me, if you will, um, at TKHPC Experience, all in one word. You can just um, put it all in lowercase letters, which is totally fine, and shoot me your question, and I'll make sure that I do address it. Last but not least, um, you can email me um, over at our Gmail account. The Kim Wang Podcast Experience at gmail.com under the subject question for your show. And you can just go ahead and drop a question and I will address it. So, without any further delay, ladies and gentlemen, the new episode of 2024, you know, an even year. It's also an Olympic year. So, in the summer of 2024, we will be seeing the Summer Olympics. And I want to say to my compatriots, go United States of America. I hope that you do well. I hope you succeed, and I hope you bring home the gold. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and do it. Kim versus the 21 questions. Holy crap. I'm a little nervous, a little nervous, but it's all good in the hood. So let's go. Um Real uh, before I preface anything, and you know, or I, I address any of those questions, I want to preface that for time constraints, we will not be identifying who actually sent it and where they're from. We're just going to answer the questions, and we're just going to go for it. So, ready or not, guys, Kim versus uh, the twenty-one questions, part three. It's a trilogy, so I'm really excited. So here we go. Um, number one. How did you spend your New Year's Eve going into the new year? Basically, um, I actually spent the majority of it visiting 
uh, my friend's sister. Uh, my late friend Jonathan Henderson has a younger sister by the name of Talia who lives in Osaka, Japan. And she is a um, like a elementary school teacher for that uh, school system in Osaka. She recently came back for the holidays uh, for Christmas to visit her family and so forth and spent time. Um, you know, just kind of staying over at her parents and, and hanging out and having fun. And, um, yeah, I got a chance to see her. And uh, one of the days I really wanted to spend some time with her before she uh, returned back to Japan was uh, over to see her at her parents' house, uh, spend time with her, kind of talk with her and so forth. And it, it those things really do matter because... Um, the Henderson family is an extended family of mine and I love them dearly. And Talia, um, is my sister. You know, I would, I wouldn't want to say is like a sister, but I feel like is a sister to me. You know, John was a very important person in my life and he was my best friend, but more so he was like my brother. And then later on, I just said that he was my brother. So therefore Talia is my sister. Um, you know, and I love Talia dearly. Um, I love spending time with her when she is around. Um, you know, it just hurts for the fact that she isn't here as often uh, for obvious reasons because, you know, she's a teacher and she lives in Osaka and, you know, that's what she does. But uh, to have that moment and to spend time with her and just to catch up and talk and so forth really meant the world to me. It really did. And I was really appreciative of that. And then when I got home, it was before the new year. It was like minutes prior. Uh, I got on TikTok and I was logging in and I saw that my friend Jess Cara uh, from TikTok, uh, you know, she's from County Durham, England. Uh, she was kind of doing her own thing, her own live, like, hey, I want to do a live and spend it time with all my American friends and, you know, wish them a happy new year and bring in the new year with them, even though in England we already did that. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, um, you know, that's basically all I did. You know, um, I didn't want to go out, you know, and, and, and party and stuff like that and or go to a place where, you know, there was like a lot of celebrating just for the fear that I just didn't want to get into any car accidents or anything of that sort or get into any trouble or any mess like that. So I just kind of kept it low key, but that that's not always bad. You know, it's not. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> Question number two. And excuse me, so I drink some water. So pause. Mm -mm. All right, <clears throat> that was some good water. <coughs> oh man, <clears throat> here we go. Question number two. What? Oh, okay. What is the one piece of philosophy that has stuck with you in your lifetime? Oh boy. Um. <clears throat> oh God, this is this is a good one. I think the one thing that stood out a lot in my lifetime. And I use this to this day is that if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Meaning if you don't stand by your principles and, you know, stand by for what you believe in with conviction, then, you know, anything that you listen or no, anything that you've been told in life, no matter if it's true or not. Um, you'll just believe it regardless. 
you know, you, you and I guess that means that <clears throat> for a lack of a better term, you know, you have to have a belief system and you have to believe in certain things that you believe are right. Example, if I'm an Asian person um, that has been picked on a lot, which I have, I'm going to start believing that sooner or later, you know, I don't want that anymore and I want respect and that Asian people need to be treated with respect. So with that, I have to believe that all Asian people need to be treated with respect. Otherwise, we're never going to uh, get what we want out of life and we're going to get picked on a lot. If I don't stand behind that, then I'm going to believe that it's okay for people just to go ahead and make fun of Asian people by any and every means necessary, which is totally false. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely, you got to, you know, stick with your guns and believe in, in certain things and, you know, definitely all within reason, of course. But like I always say, and I'll say it again, um, you know, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Um, this is something that I learned years ago when I was like a, a young Mm. <clears throat> I, um, I guess I was a young, like a, a a young child growing up to a teenager. That's when I learned it. So yeah, there you go. All right, cool. So that being out of the way, question number three, which is name one thing in the 2023 year that you are very proud of. Um, easily, I can say that I was very proud of achieving my third degree black belt in the Mudokuan style of Taekwondo. And with a teacher in a school that I primarily have trained all my life. And I'm very proud of that. Um, never, I, it goes to show you that, you know, hard work breeds success. But in my mind, I never really thought that I would have gotten far of, you know, earning a black belt, let alone a third degree, because the more times that you train, then, you know, obviously the higher the chance you're going to progress in the art in terms of earning that higher rank. And when you become a black belt, you know, there's more responsibility, but there's also a lot of things to learn. And it can be a little bit intimidating. It can be daunting for sure because, you know, there's these new techniques and these new uh, katas or forms that you got to learn and new information. And it's a lot more challenging than the previous subsequent knowledge that you have learned. So there's definitely a lot that goes on there for sure. And I just thought to myself, when I first got the first degree black belt, I thought it was the end-all be-all, but then, you know, when I progressed and earned a second-degree black belt, I realized, okay, there was there's a lot more to it. Earning that third one definitely solidified the fact that, you know, it's a, a lifetime process, and there's so much to learn. And, you know, just because that, you know, you're you're growing in that right doesn't mean that, you know, you know it all, and that is so true. Um, I'm very proud to have gone down that rabbit hole to see what I could do, to to see my potential. And I'm glad um, to have earned that position, to earn that rank. Um, I still have a long ways to go, you know, being a third degree black belt. Um, to me, that it's great, but it's not like, you know, 
to me, it's not like you're like a, a fourth or fifth degree black belt because that's when you can say at that point you're really uh, contributing to the art. I'm just merely learning it and just doing everything I can uh, to to be a good martial artist, to be a good person, uh, to be a good instructor, you know, things of that nature. So there you go. Um, question number four. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> Okay, this one's a fun one. What wins your heart between the uh, Nintendo Switch games of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Um, I do love both games and I think they're fun, but if I had to go ahead and pick one that absolutely won my heart, um, hmm... Hands down, I would say Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'm sorry, but I like the theme of it. You know, a racing game. Um, It's more exciting to me. I think that the theme of it is a little bit fun. Like, you know, fun competitive versus competitive competitive. Because in Super Smash Brothers, like, you know, it's almost like you're fighting to the death. And you're trying to see who is the most... um, supreme player you know in 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 all this stuff and as much as i can appreciate it and i do like it um, mario kart 8 deluxe has a more of a of a you know funner theme you know an uplifting theme and i'm i'm all for that you know i feel like you know everybody does win you know but you know but when you win it's because you won it in such of a way that to me at least it wasn't as super competitive or violent um in comparison to super smash brothers ultimate not to say that i think that super smash brothers is an uh ultimate or any of the super smash brothers games are violent in general because compared to the other games out there in the world they're not but in comparison to mario kart 8 deluxe it it does win the violent title a little bit but you know mario kart 8 deluxe for me um always loved that game always loved the mario kart uh lineup um from you know when it was on super nintendo and all the way up to now on the switch so yeah um that has my heart love it to death uh my combination is always going to be yoshi on the yoshi cycle with the triangular eight uh parachute that is the way to go and uh one of I think it's like uh one of those uh uh wheels that have like the 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 Cadillac spokes on them. So there you go. All right. So we're we're clanging and banging here. We're doing some good stuff so far. I'm liking it. Um question number 5. If you were going to travel to another country, uh where would you travel and for how long? Um, the length of it, it's got to be at least two weeks because if I, if I'm going to travel internationally, I want to get a lot out of it. So two weeks minimal, um, is what I would like to do. Um, I definitely would like to go to England. I think I've always been a person that has loved the English culture and I always thought that England is really, really cool. Um, initially I always wanted to do, um, London. I wanted to go to London and, you know, just do the stereotypical, um, you know, uh, foreigner travel, going to a stereotypical town where, you know, there's a lot of tourism and everything like that. But my friend Kara from TikTok, uh, who was just Kara, told me that, 
you know, to really appreciate it, you got to get out of the like the city life and just see England for what it is in terms of like the nature and everything. Um, she said the north side is the best side, especially northeast. And I was like thinking to myself, yeah, that definitely sounds, you know, that definitely sounds like something I would definitely do. Um, I, I do like nature. Um, I do like beaches and, and, and walking through woods and stuff like that. And, you know, the way that car really made it sound like, you know, it's just selling it to me like some kind of like, um, you know, traveling agent. You know, I I was really sold. I was like, dude, that, that that's what I would like to do. So, yes, um, England for two weeks, northeast side, I would love to do that or the north side. Either way, I, I not in the city, you know, plus I hear that. When you're out there in that type of environment versus the city, um, the expenses are a little bit cheaper and more affordable. Whereas in London, everything is so like expensive in London. So, yeah, that I think that's that's the way I would go on that. So, for sure, huzzah! <laughs> Question number six: um, What's your opinion on people having their own fashion sense? Um, it really doesn't bother me as much because honestly, everybody has their own style. And as long as they're not really hurting themselves or hurting anybody else, it it really shouldn't matter. You know, it's what you feel comfortable in and it's what you see yourself with. If you're comfortable in your own skin and wearing something like, you know, pants that have rip marks all over them and you're showing skin of your thigh and your legs if you're comfortable with that that's cool if you're willing to wear a super tight you know shirt that is like so tight that it looks like that you can't breathe then yeah that's fine you know or if you like wearing like van shoes or doc martens or you know um or nike you know athletic shoes by all means that's fine you know i've known people that their fashion senses they like to dress up and wear um you know a full-blown suit every day with nice looking shoes and I, I don't have any problems with that you know me normally um i am very versatile i do like a, uh, to wear a, a good looking suit with a tie and a shirt but i also like to wear um jeans and a t-shirt or in the summertime when it's hot cargo shorts and a uh, t-shirt and flip-flops you know because that's just what i do um so I don't really judge on people that, you know, have a unique, uh, you know, fashion sense. It's what you feel comfortable with. And if you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. If you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. Um, if you don't like it, hey, it's cool. Just, you know, pick something else. Um, and I think that's fine. You know, everybody is uh, very unique in that way. And we need to respect each other's uniqueness. You know what I mean? So no doubt, no doubt. All right, so number seven, we have questions of this magnitude where they ask, those are awesome eyeglasses that you have and that you're wearing. What brand are they? Um, thank you very much. Yes, these glasses are a pair of Ray-Ban glasses. Yes, Ray-Bans. Um, you know, the same company that does sunglasses. Well, they've been jumping into the eyeglasses game for quite some time. Um, before, I used to wear Oakley's. And I just thought that Oakley's had a really cool, sporty, durable kind of a thing. But, you know, these Ray-Bans are awesome. Uh, they did belong to my late friend, 
Jonathan Henderson. I just put new um, lenses on there, and man, it's it's stellar. They're very comfortable. Um, probably one of the better eyeglasses that I've had worn in some time, and I really like the look. Um, it's really a first one for me where um, the body of it, where when I mean the body, I mean like the front part where like the nose um, pieces and bridges are, and where the the actual frame where the eyes are where the lenses are they are actually plastic and i've always worn metal and um to actually transition from a metal frame to like a plastic frame it takes a little while to get used to but i like it and i think it's great i like the look i like the way that it feels um they're super light uh which was quite shocking um and and now i'm wearing them and I love it, you know. I'm I'm never going to go to another like you know. I don't think I'm going to go for another metal frame eyeglasses in quite a while. But you know, that might be subject to change. But what I have right now is amazing, and these Ray Bans are awesome. So, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Henderson family. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it. Question number eight. Um, if you had to move out of the Washington, D.C. area, meaning you had to move out of state, then um, where would you like to live? Um, there are other places that I wouldn't mind living in. One place in particular that I thought would be cool, um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I just love the vibe and I love the food scene. It's amazing there. Um, Atlanta, Georgia, because that's where a lot of the acting and stunt work is happening over there. So I would consider Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I also have thought about Los Angeles, California, because, you know, that's where acting is. And I really want to get, you know, my feet wet more into acting and, you know, have a more of a stronger career in the world of acting, you know, in, in acting in film and so forth. So those are my ideal you know, locations of where I would like to relocate to. But until then, you know, I love living in the, you know, in Maryland, especially in the area where it's not far from Washington, D.C., and I love it. Um, there's just so many things here that Maryland has that no other state has. But then again, you know, there might be something like what California has that Maryland doesn't have. So it's kind of a it's kind of like the ongoing debate and, and, and trade-off, if you will. So there you go. Number nine, do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Yes, everything does happen for a reason because um, without an action, there is no reaction. Without a cause, there is no effect. You know, and things happen uh, for a reason. Otherwise, they would not... Uh, it would just not be there. It would. It wouldn't happen in the first place. Example. Um, you know. I do believe that because I earned. Um, because I actually went to karate, and I trained for as many years as I did. Um, you know, I earned my black belt, and that is a great thing. How did I earn that black belt? The reason being, or. What was the cause of it was going over to train every day that I could at the dojo or the dojang. And, you know, that was my reason of earning a black belt was, you know, because I, 
you know, I, well, my reason was I wanted to to earn it fair and square, and I wanted to to do that. And without that training, you know, the cause, you know, it, it just wouldn't have happened. So yes, everything I believe um, that you know everything does happen for a reason, you know. And I'm really glad that uh, that I did that. And um, and I think that everything will happen for anybody you know, no matter what, you know, um, whether if it's, you know, in professional or if it's uh, private or if it's like romantic, you know, everything will happen for a reason, no doubt. So there it is. Um, number 10, what are my thoughts on interracial dating? I have no problem with it. I really don't. Um, I always thought that, you know, when you, cross cultures and cross um you know of uh you know one group of uh you know nationality versus another group i think it's always been a very beautiful thing like bruce lee dating a white woman and linda lee cadwell and then eventually they got you know they married and and they had beautiful um biracial kids um you know and 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 it's just great you know, even like, let's say, for example, you know, um, black people dating white people, white people dating Latinos, Latinos dating Asians and Asians uh, dating Native Americans. I, you know, I, I think in that respect, you know, it's cool. You know, it's definitely cool. And like, uh, you know, like Kara always says, um, love is love no matter what, you know what I mean? And at least in this case, um, it shouldn't be defined by the color of our skin but you know the character of the person and you know how much you really get along with them and so forth so for me um i'm all about dating whoever uh whatever um if i happen to be in a relationship with a with an african-american person um, hey, so be it. Um, I'm, I would be down with that, you know, as long as she, she treats me with, you know, love and respect and supports everything that I do. And I do the same for her. And if we have a common bond and if we, you know, get along, then I think it'd be great. Now, the only reason why, you know, in general, it wouldn't work is that if we just kind of hit a snag and it's just preventing us to go any further. But that's not more of a race thing. That's more of a personality nitpicking kind of thing. Um, I do know that there are people out there that think that, oh, you should only date within your race and so forth. And, you know, I just say, you know, who are you to be uh, the person that gets to dictate that? You know, love is love. And, you know, if you want to go out with somebody different than you are, um, go for it. You know, if you want to go out with somebody outside your race, do it. There's no law against it. I mean, it's been happening for years, um, biblically, you know, even before we were born. And guess what? When we leave the earth, there's probably going to be some more, um, you know, cultural mixing and just more interracial dating. So guess what? People are going to have to really, uh, they're going to have to just accept that, you know, um, the times of the of the olden days where you know you were being racist and you thinking that just sticking to your own kind um that's over you know what i mean so i think that it's really um 
I think we just really should just kind of, you know, accept the, the, the now and the day and today and everything of that sort. So that's what I feel. Question number 11, what's up with the price increases with streaming services like Netflix? Um, I'm just going to use Netflix as uh, uh, more of a direct example since that was specifically named. But, you know, it used to be that Netflix um, in American prices, um, I think it was like $4.99 at one point per month. And that was really cool. I don't know what the hell happened because now when I looked at it recently, I think the price jumped up like uh, four times and now it's like uh, $22.99 a month, which is really disturbing. And as much as I do like Netflix, um, you know, it's not like the greatest on online streaming movie service in the world, um, you know, especially for that price. I would just say no, absolutely not. I mean, I know that you got like great original content and, you know, movies that, you know, probably are available for streaming that we haven't seen in quite a while. But I'm not going to pay $22.99 a month for, you know, for your streaming service. I think it's it's dumb and ridiculous, you know. And I just think that people are doing it because either A, there's a high demand so they have to kind of keep up with the Joneses and make sure that, you know, they can give everything that they can. But at the same time, the company themselves have to make money. They got to make a profit. Otherwise, it just wouldn't work. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really uh, down for that price increase. I think, you know, for all that, I'd rather go somewhere a little bit more less expensive like, you know, Amazon uh, Prime Video. Um, I'll even go as far as, like, you know, in America, we have Tubi and um, and Pluto TV, and I'd rather just stick with that because it's free. I mean, yes, there's commercials, but, hell, at least I don't have to pay um, any money out of pocket for it. So there it is. Um, question number 12. What advice would you give to upcoming podcasters? Um... I would say the following. If you're going to do podcasting, number one, you really have to ask yourself a question of whether or not that you are the type of person that is willing to talk and to really have fun with it. You also have to understand, um, you know, that uh, it is a challenging task. And if you're not up for the task, it's probably not going to be up your alley. So ask yourself that question first. Um, number two, I would say if you're going to go into podcasting, understand that you're going to need some really good equipment. And really good equipment is very essential for the quality that you're going to be giving back um, you know, to the audience. Example, if you just buy like a $10 microphone and use it to record your stuff, chances are it, it, the vocally wise and the quality of the sound, it's going to sound like horrible. It's going to sound like, um, you know, the worst piece of music that you ever heard that's just making you tone deaf. Um, I'm not really saying to go ahead and spend like $700 or $800 for a microphone and such like that. But, you know, give your stuff like decent quality where people from the naked ear, they hear it and they go, oh, okay, that's pretty cool, you know. 
last but not least, um, just have fun. You know, have fun at what you do with podcasting. And it's applic- this is applicable in life in general, but in this specific moment of podcasting, have fun being a podcaster and have fun of what you do. Because when you don't have fun, it's like, it's just like more like a job, you know what I mean? And you don't want to treat things like, oh, it's just your job and then really have regrets on it and hating it. You want to actually have fun, you know, have fun with it, you know, um, because that's what you want to do. You want to have fun and you want to make a difference. So why not actually take the higher road? That's all I'm saying. All right. Question number 13. What exercises would you recommend for a beginner who's just starting out? Um, I am not a uh, professional, like, you know, um, person that does, um, like, professional, like, training for, for, for of health for clients of that nature. Um, that's not what I do. But I, what I will say is that if you want to do something, you know, you got to first get off the chair and, and get off your duff and do something. Uh, what has worked for me is that, you know, I do things like every day I, I walk around the neighborhood and it's like about a full circumference of a lap is about like 1.5 miles. So I usually go for two, you know, I usually go for about three miles just to kind of, you know, get the blood flowing and the blood working. Um, I do like to do a little bit of some shadow boxing and sparring on the punching bag. I always think it's great for a good stress reliever. Um, just because, you know, I, I love contact and I like hitting and boom, 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 just doing my thing with that. So I I love doing that. Um, biking, I love biking, especially like if I'm over at like a planet fitness and I see a bike uh, available, I will ride it. And I just like to do things of that sort and maybe like a little bit of light weight work. Um, you definitely want to challenge yourself for sure. But you don't really want to, um, you know, tire your body out so quickly or make it so sore that you can't move. I always believe that with exercising, you know, you are just getting the blood pumping and you really do want to challenge it to a good extent. Now, again, uh, I'm not an expert in this field, but I will say that that is what I do. And it is a workout that has worked out very well. And is very effective for my needs. But, um, you know, I would say that if you really want to know more, I would definitely talk to a professional and see what your goals are, what you want to do and so forth. And maybe they can come up with a really good uh, basic uh, exercise program that you can do. And, you know, and you can still get a lot of good results out of it. So there it is. Um Question number 14, what were the cool, famous people that you have met in your lifetime? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the one that I that really stuck out uh, was meeting Sugar Ray Leonard over at a diner um, not far from the Washington, D.C. area. That was more by accident. Um, I didn't know he was going to be there, but as, you know, luck played out, you know, I, I met him and it was great to meet him. I got a picture with him, you know, and he's just, you know, somebody that, you know, I've looked at 
for years on television, seeing him as a professional boxer and winning these epic fights, you know what I mean? So for me to meet him was definitely an honor and a pleasure, and, and I just really liked it. It was so, so cool. And, you know, to shake his hand and for him to say, <clears throat> I really appreciate you, God bless you, that was a good moment for me. So, I, I'm yeah, I was really, really happy with that. No doubt. You know, still got the picture online. And, um, yeah, um, I look at it with pride and I smile and I'm like, oh, man, that was a beautiful moment. That was a beautiful moment and one that I will treasure for the rest of my life. And, um, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, question number 15, do you believe in karma? And the answer is yes, I do believe in it. Um, I do believe that, you know, in generally speaking, that if you do nice things and you treat uh, people with the respect and love that they deserve, um, <clears throat> you're going to get rewarded back, you know. And if you do bad things to people where you're being mean, you're being disrespectful, um, you're, you know, saying things um, that you normally should not say to people and that are hurtful. <clears throat> Absolutely, I believe in that. I believe that you will get it back, in that case, 10 times worse. So, <clears throat> I, you know, it, it goes to show you that I just think that it's the rule of nature and it doesn't have to apply to any specific uh, religious affiliations. You know what I mean? Um, because this type of situation and this type of, uh, belief and philosophy, um, has been out here for years, biblically, even before time began and it's real, you know? So for those that are, you know, continuing to treat people with that love and respect and, and so forth, um, <clears throat> bless your heart. Bless your heart. And please continue to do that because we need more people uh, to be that way. Um, and for those that, you know, continue to be mean to others, to pick on others, to be a bully, um, to say things that you're not supposed to say because they're hurtful things to others. <clears throat> I just implore you and ask you to please stop. You know, it's not really going to do you any good. Um, it's going to make you look bad. And, you know, it's already bad enough that we kind of live life in the world where, you know, we already have bad things that are happening and we should not contribute to that. And we should really be on the other side of the of the, of the spectrum. So please, um, <clears throat> you know, do good things in life and treat people with respect so the karma will work in your favor. All right. Um, question number 16. Are cheap things good well if we're talking about in the sense like you know you're getting like a name brand piece of clothing or shoes or something and you get it for like a, a you know a dirt cheap price then i guess that would be okay you know what i mean but if you get something that is of cheap quality and thinking that it's a lot better than the quality of something that's a little bit more expensive then at that point, I would be like, no, that would not work. That, mm -mm, not at all. And I understand because your intention is like my intention. You know, you want to get something really good for less. 
And who wouldn't want that? You know, honestly and truly, I get it. But I always feel like, you know, if you want the best things, you got to be prepared to pay a pretty penny. It's like saying that when you get tattooed, um, cheap tattoos <clears throat> are not good. And good, chat- and good tattoos are not cheap. You know what I mean? If you think that a cheap tattoo is the best thing, then by all means, let a scratcher go ahead and tattoo you. Let any <clears throat> Joe Bob, Billy Bob, bum off the street tattoo you. Or, <clears throat> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Or go ahead and let a crackhead go ahead and, and tattoo you. I mean, you know, good luck with that. You know, they probably want $50 in a biscuit, but it's going to look like, it's going to look like shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, be prepared to pay a pretty penny. And, and it's okay to because when you pay a, uh, an expensive price, it's like you're guaranteeing yourself the best quality that money can be invested in. And that's what it is. You're not buying, you're investing. And uh, if you want to invest in the best stuff, please understand that it's going to cost you um, a little bit more than you should be paying it for. But overall... If you're thinking about longevity, then that should be your reason to just invest a little bit more, you know, financially. So, yeah, you know, that, you know, I I just hope people get to see it in that way. You know what I mean? Um, I hope that uh, people will see that in that way. So thanks for number 16. I appreciate it. Number 17, the question is, would you rather surround yourself with people that are fake and non-genuine or would you rather stand alone? <sighs> wow. I I do like to stand alone sometimes because I feel like there's some things in life that um, people subscribe to that are wrong and I don't believe in it. And when I don't believe in it and I know it's not right, I'd rather be alone knowing that I'm safe and I'm doing the right thing than joining in on the crowd that's doing something that's really risque. And in the other side of the coin is, yes, I would rather stand alone to, you know, be by myself and not be around people that are, you know, two-faced, that are fake, that are non-genuine, that are people that are totally negative Nancys. And I just don't have time for that. Um, it kind of sucks because those people that, you know, you shy away from might potentially be good people, but currently they're executing it in the wrong way and it's unfortunate and it sucks. But, you know, if it's a classic case between me or them, it's definitely not going to be me. So I'm going to do anything and everything that I can to make sure that I stay safe and if I have, if that means I got to be alone, then I'm going to do it. You know, not everything that people do in life is the right thing. Not everything that they do is the, the way. Not everything that they do is a solution. You know, you have your life and I have mine. So we're going to leave it at that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Numero 18. Why are, oh, wow, this is, this is really going to get me in the doghouse. <laughs> Why are women difficult when it comes to dating? Uh, wow. Um, again, this is going to really get me in the doghouse. 
So I'm going to try to answer it. Men and women are different because men and women have different ways of thinking, you know, and if women are thinking one way, but you think the other way, it's not so much of it being difficult, but I think it's just like it's differences to agree on something, you know, um, I also think that in certain paths, you know, women are challenging because maybe there's something that the person like uh, like me, for example, I'm not used to or that's just something that I'm not really I myself wouldn't do. And if it comes to that, then, yeah, that that, you know, then it shouldn't be happening. Um now, it would be one thing if the woman is giving you difficulty on purpose because they don't want to give you a chance. And in that sense, that's wrong. You know, I, I would definitely say that, you know, you should really do the best that you can to try to understand the woman and for the woman to understand you. And if that can happen, I'm not saying that, you know, that what you want is going to happen, but at least you're walking in the right path and going forward. So that's my official stance on it. I hope that makes sense. And I hope I didn't put myself in the doghouse for it. Okay. Question number 19, do vitamins really work or is it a placebo effect? Again, like a previous question, I am not really an expert on this, um, so I really don't think I'm qualified to answer it. But if you asked me for my opinion rather than an actual fact, um, <clears throat> I always believe that vitamins do work and they are out there for something. In this case specifically, it's supposed to help with the longevity of prolonging your health. So if they claim that it does um you know these great things for your health and helps prolong it and there has been some kind of documented proof that it has then you know in that case um i don't think that it's crime and i think it you know at that point you would have to believe that it, it works to a degree now mind you these things are subject to the individual. It may work great. It may not. But the best way I think that you should approach it is talk to a, a medical professional. You know about that. Talk to talk to your doctor and see what happens. So, all right, all right. We're almost we're almost done, guys. This is great. Number twenty. Name three dinner guests that you would like to invite for dinner. Uh, they could be dead or alive. They could be famous. They could be non-famous. What would the conversation be like? And what would you hope for? <clears throat> wow. Actor, martial artist, Brandon Lee. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, who passed away. And, um, <clears throat> let me think. I think of a good one. 
Good one, good one, good one. Michael Jordan, former uh, guard of the Chicago Bulls, six-time uh, NBA champion, six-time MVP, and, um, you know, an athlete of my generation. Um, you know, I would hope that the conversation would go well because I would like to talk to them about, you know, what they felt like, what their contribution to the world was and how it had in the impact that it had for mankind. And, you know, I would just hope that, you know, we would all talk and learn about each other and, and really learn about, you know, life in general and just come up with some kind of like, um, theme or our idea where this can be used going forward to improve mankind as we know it. Um, it would be cool. And in a dream, I think it would be awesome. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe I might have something like that one day, but except with, uh, all people that are living, you know, and that's still, uh, alive in the world. So there you go. Last but not least, question number 21 and the final question of this episode, which is, what is your New Year's resolution for 2024? <sighs> there are a lot of them. I would like to get this podcast uh, show up and running to a point where I would get it to bigger markets. And, you know, hopefully um, maybe it could be a thing where I could make money out of it. Um, I would love to, you know, uh, improve on my acting and really get into other acting projects and, you know, get known a little bit more. Um, that would be amazing. Maybe actually get to film in a major motion picture in Hollywood and, and start getting my name, uh, you know, re recognized and for my name to get respected. Um... To fix my car. Um, it's, you know, it was in an accident last year and I really would like to get it back up and running. Um, to be a better person than I was last year. To be in better health. And just to, to make a difference in the world. And I think that would be, um, that's all I want. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid that's all that I got. You know, it's definitely been a good one. And I think that with answering 21 questions, that was a lot to handle um, per usual. But as always, uh, I try to be as, you know, transparent and honest and, you know, as prepared as I can be. And I really liked it. I really liked it. As always, um, there is a challenge and there's always that <clears throat> degree of difficulty, but... I was able to, you know, do the best that I could with it. And I think that the questions um, that were presented were very interesting this time. So I really liked it. And uh, who knows? I mean, again, this is just something that I felt like, okay, you know, I could really do this. And hopefully, you know, this won't be the last time that I'll ever do uh, 21 questions. And in a sense, it kind of reminds me of the rapid fire when I actually have my own guests come over and do it. Uh, the rapid fire, a.k.a. the lightning round, a.k.a. I ask them a bunch of questions. Well, this time they actually asked me a bunch of questions. And they actually did that once again through the power of actually 
submitting a question over to, uh, you know, Spotify's uh, page of the Kim Huang Podcast Experience, um, or just, you know, getting me on the Twitter, aka X, and or emailing me the questions. So yes, you know, if you keep it coming, I'll keep answering it. Just because, and this proves the point, just because if you don't hear your questions doesn't mean that I won't uh, eventually get to it. Um, I might just keep it as like, you know, a stockpile. I might pull it out when the time is right. Um, Hell, I might even just go ahead and just use it whenever in a case of an emergency. But your questions do matter. And yes, I will answer them. And I did use it in the form of an episode that was recorded here. And it's amazing. And it's awesome. Guys, I'm running out of time. So here's the deal. Uh, You can actually find me on Facebook under the search box and type in the Kim Hoang Podcast Experience. Find me. Follow it. um, I would appreciate it. I am on two social media platforms, Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter. Find me at TKHPC Experience. All in one word. No spacing. Lowercase letters. You know the deal. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I am on five uh, podcasting platforms. We are on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. And we are on Amazon Music. Now, do me a favor. Like and subscribe to my podcast on all the podcasting platforms. And also, if you have Spotify, please give me a five-star ranking If you have Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star ranking and a positive, awesome written review because the more written reviews and five-star rankings I get uh, in terms of Apple Podcasts, it will actually get to the front of the class. Same thing if you actually do that for Spotify, you know, give me that five-star ranking. It'll be into the, you know, front of the class. Um, And then that way people actually might notice it and be like, hey... Uh, This is what Joanne was telling me about the Kim Huang podcast experience. And it's, you know, it's definitely worth, uh, you know, checking into. They may listen to it. They may like it. They may subscribe to it. And they may tell their friends. You know what I mean? So that being said, always uh, do some brand awareness. Please spread uh, the word about the podcast, either through word of mouth or on social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, now known as X, or even, uh, let's see, we have Snapchat and TikTok. So if you can do that for a brother, I definitely would appreciate that. Last but not least, if you want to be either a guest on my podcast show or a special guest host, uh, if you have any questions that you want to ask me, you know, because we do a lot of Q&A now, uh, you can email me there. Or if you just have any constructive criticism, please email it at our Gmail address, which is the Kim Huang Podcast Experience at gmail.com. That is the email address and the only email address that we have. Um, whatever the subject is, write the subject, whether like if you want to be a guest, say I want to be a guest. Or if you have a question, call, you know, type in QA question or whatever. And then whatever you have to write about, write about it in the body and then email it 
within 24 hours, if I get that email, I will respond back because that is the right thing to do and the most respectful thing to do. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that I got, and I really appreciate it. Um, you know, we're here. 2024 is the new year. We made it, baby. You know, and we're hoping that there's going to be more content, more good things. Um, I would like to have uh, more interviews uh, with special guests. So for anybody that's interested, please let me know, um, especially those that have that creative medium. You know, if you're a painter, if you're a sculptor, if you do uh, drawings and whatnot, if you're a chef, if you're a tattoo artist, if you're a martial artist, um, you know, if you're a dancer, whatever, whatever the creative medium that you got, let me know. You know, we can definitely make it work. Or, you know, even like actors, actors, directors, um, you know, people that do uh, stunts, uh, you know, people that are involved with fight choreography, you're in that label too. So definitely hit me up and let me know what's up. Any other podcasters, I'm down for a one-on-one chat to see how you operate and how you work. You know what I mean? It's all good in the hood. This is what we do. You know, I'm supporting you guys just as much as you support me. That's just the golden rule. But <clears throat> again, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a blast. Uh, please be safe and please, um, you know, make good choices in life, guys, because it doesn't do me any good if you actually make the wrong choice or a choice that's not good for your health and it's going to bury you six feet under with you actually being in the pine box. Not what we want from you. We want you to do well. We want you to be successful. We want you to be healthy and we definitely want you to be happy because you deserve it. It is the way that it should be. And, you know, anything that we can do in life to make our lives a little bit better um, in a positive way, let's do that. You know what I mean? Life is too short. We're already hating people for the dumbest stuff in the world. Why, why hate people when, you know, you can love people? And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Guys, it's definitely been real. Uh, for the one time, for the one time, coming in from the Asian Sensation Studios in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. This is your boy, Kim Huang, saying thank you so much. I love you guys. It's a new year, a brand new year. It's a brand new start. Let's let's start it off on the right foot, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I love you guys very, very much from the bottom of my heart. Guys, thank you. It's been real. We're going to do it again soon. All right? I am out of here. Peace. Peace.